A special counsel report shows us that President Biden will not face charges in his classified document scandal, mainly because he's elderly and can't remember anything. So the White House decides they're going to trot him out after 8 p.m. to convince us that he remembers everything. It did not go well. Meanwhile, President Trump's legal team appears before SCOTUS. Medical marijuana is still inside the South Carolina Senate, and an Arizona senator deifies a group that doesn't believe in a deity today on the Palmetto Family Matters show. Yeah, I had an entire script ready to go for today, an entire rundown ready to share with you, and then the president went behind a lectern last night at 8 p.m., and everything changed. Welcome in. It's the fastest-growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Justin Hall, Mitch Prosser here with you. It is Friday, February the 9th, in the year of our Lord, 2024. Ding. And we are glad you're with us. I know that it's February 9th. Does President Biden know it's February 9th of Come 2024? On. Come on. He might think it's February 9th of, like, 1974. When Corn Pop was still, you know, sworn enemy. All right, so... We have a two-tiered justice system. We'll get to why this is weird in just a second. Because we have a president, a current president, let me be careful here, a current president who will not um, face criminal charges. Uh, Robert Hur was the special counsel uh, that Merrick Garland had assigned to investigate how classified documents ended up in President Biden's home in Delaware, you know, next to the Corvette. The white... 67 the Yellow Corvette. Yellow. Ooh. The yellow Corvette, not a white Corvette. Come on, man. Uh, Mr. Hur was bound by a Justice Department policy that holds that the Constitution implicitly makes sitting presidents temporarily immune from prosecution. So he could not have charged Mr. Biden even if he wanted to. But he concluded in his report that he should not be charged regardless. Quote, we conclude that no criminal charges are warranted in this matter. We would reach the same conclusion even if the Department of Justice did not foreclose criminal charges against did not foreclose criminal charges against a sitting president. Now, Mr. Hur listed various reasons why a jury might reasonably doubt that Mr. Biden had willfully retained classified documents after leaving the White House, including that Mr. Biden had reported it and invited investigators to his home. But Mr. Hur cited another reason with potentially explosive political implications. Uh-oh. Mr. Hur wrote that Mr. Biden's memory appeared to have significant limitations, end quote. The special counsel portrayed Mr. Biden's recorded conversations with his ghostwriter in 2017 as often painfully slow with Mr. Biden struggling to remember events. And the report said his recollection was worse in his interview with Mr. Hur in October when Biden came off, he said, quote, as a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. Biden-Harris, 2024. You know. A sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. Now, granted, we haven't had this as the case in a very long time. But did you know, did you know, uh, (laughs) (laughs) which we've heard a lot, the Last several days, we'll tell you more about that in a moment. Correct. Did you know that one of the titles, the offices of the President of the United States is Commander-in-Chief of the the United States States Armed Forces? I have heard that. I have heard that before. Now, gone, long 
gone are the days of the king or the top general leading the army, the troops, the marines, the navy, the air force into battle. Space force. Space force. Coast guard. Uh, Intergalactic nation, battle. National guard. Galaga. Yeah. Pew, pew. Yeah. Uh, long gone are those Connect days. Connect the two rockets, then you really got it going. Yeah. Yeah. However, uh-huh. give me those descriptors again. Sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. End quote. Now we That's had not my words. We've had other presidents that I think you could fit in that category. By the end of his term, many thought Ronald Reagan was at that I, point. I'm glad you said it, because I was afraid that if I said it, you'd be offended. No, many people thought Reagan was at that point already. Yeah. Woodrow Wilson was incapacitated for part of his presidency. Yes, uh, which I would argue. Did worse, because you know, Mrs. Wilson was not that great of a person. Um, well, I would argue that he may not have been capacitated in the first place. That's fair. Um, to awful president. Correct. Um. There have been a few. Have you seen those pictures? They're kind of goofy, but it's like um, Abraham Lincoln riding a horse with a rocket launcher and He's a bald a dragon, eagle dragon. And then there's one of uh, Ronald Reagan uh, skiing on yep. great white sharks. And I think there's one of George Washington doing like the, uh, the Captain Morgan yeah. on the tank. Yeah. And he's got like, it, it, what would President Biden be? Eating jello. I was thinking ensure specifically on one of those comfy reclining chairs in the TV room. No, one of those things that you hook up to the railing of the stairs to write up. Specifically, the report quoted Mr. Biden saying on the first day of the interview that quote, if it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president? On the second day, the report recounted that Mr. Biden seemed to forget when his term began. And ended asking, in 2009, am I still vice president? I think it you said, would just become the vice president. It said Mr. Biden, quote, did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died and mistakenly said that in the debate over sending more troops to Afghanistan, he differed with a general who, in fact, had been an ally in that dispute. So, we have this report that gets released yesterday from special counsel Robert Herr. Kudos to President Biden for meeting with the special counsel. Mm-hmm. Come to find out this is within a matter of couple 48, 72 hours after the uh, Hamas attack in Israel. He so there's a that. lot there's a lot going on. I'm with you. I got you. Let me just say something. I'm, I'm, I'm a communications director. Comms is my thing. And specifically, I have a growing desire to better understand how you handle specific political entities, governors, presidents, senators, representatives, etc. President Biden is not a lone wolf here. And I say that because it's not it's not his sole decision. There's a reason why we've we've always seen a lid called at around two o'clock. That's because after 2 o'clock, what little bit of mental stamina Joe Biden has leaves him. He, after 2 o'clock, he's able to settle in for an afternoon nap, wake up really quickly to eat some rice pudding, and maybe a little bit of shredded beef 
And then Matlock is on, so he watches an episode or two of Matlock. And turns out it's really cool because they're all reruns, but he doesn't remember them. And so he watches Matlock, and then he goes to bed. And then he wakes up about 8 or 9 the next day, and we do it all over again. You don't think he wakes up like 11.30 midnight for a midnight snack? Oh, well, I mean, I'm sure his bladder isn't the best, so he's probably up quite a bit for (laughs) that. I wasn't going there. But, But, hey, that's fine. little chocolate jello. That's fine. Uh, What? Um, He waddles over to the fridge. There's no way. Um, meanwhile, Jill's in the back room actually running the country. Anyway. How dare you? Dr. Jill Thank Biden. Thank you. Thank you. Goodness. Um, those, so those honorary doctorates don't take care of themselves. To my point, someone <laughs> in the president's cabinet, specifically in his comms department, whether that's Corinne or uh, John Kirby could not have been a part of this decision because he wouldn't have allowed it. Someone decided, <laughs> and we'll get to it. Someone decided that it would be a good idea for the well-meaning, sympathetic, elderly man with a bad memory to go to the lectern at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and deliver remarks. What do you think? It, defending himself from the accusations of the her report. I'm getting myself. A, I'm getting a little ahead of myself uh-huh. and a little ahead of this conversation. Mm-hmm. What do you think it's going to be like if we have presidential debates in? September, October. Well, we're not going to. Well, if we one. did, I mean, that would they? If we were, did, they'd be the same as last one. There were rumors that he, they, no, that was four years ago. There were rumors that they flipped his sleep schedule. I don't know that I believe that. Four years is a long time for co- cognitive decline, and well, it's gotten bad. Uh, well, and I'll say this, and he can't help this: the stress and pressure of the job is immense. Sure, you look at what it, it did to President Obama. You look what I, I mean, just be honest with you: what it did to uh, Donald Trump. What it did to George W. George Bush. W. Bush. Done to every president. Yes, absolutely. I mean, unless you are, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who Ike in second term spent more time at Augusta National than. <laughs> In the White House, sure. That which isn't true, but I mean, relatively close. Um, yeah. Well, Joe's doing that right now with Delaware. He's Delaware, already going to Camp Delaware David. today. No, he doesn't go to Camp Retreat. David. He goes to Delaware. Retreat, literally. Literally, you got to get away from this. So he gives his he gives his uh, speech, and then he takes questions again. Mistake, mistake. Well, was he? Do you think they intended on him take questions, or he yes. just can't help himself? Well, one, he just can't help himself, but. You said um, he was walk because I didn't see it. You said he was walking away. No, he gave a speech. He then took questions on that speech. Oof. Then he walked away, and as he's walking away, someone asks a question, and he returns to the podium for a major gaffe that we'll get to in a second. So did they? Did they box in the first three questions? Did he call on specific? No, people? he didn't call on specific people. They were just shouting questions at him, almost like a like a uh, like a press gaggle. Yeah, a gaggle with a a blitz. Yikes. Very bad. In the East Room of the White House? And again, I have a problem with... That's not the East Room. I have No, it's not. Is Uh, that the Oval? It looks like the Oval, but it would be on the other side of the Oval. You're right, right, by the fireplace. First question comes from President Biden's sworn nemesis, Peter Ducey. (laughs) Don't. Steve's son. Oh, my goodness. Here's Steve's son asking uh, Joe Biden an important question. Fox and not friends. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president. I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. 
that's 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 my my memory is so bad that I'm letting you speak. Oh, and I got what he's doing now. That's actually kind of sharp on Joe. What he's saying is, I forgot that you ask terrible questions. And from 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 my perspective, yeah. Uh, can Joe Biden remain kinda, president? Kind of slick. We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. I think it's a good question raised by Ducey. Let's go next. There was also a report, again, we read it earlier. There were some recollection problems with his ghostwriter, and then it appears he shared classified information with his ghostwriter. President Biden says, that's a negatory ghostwriter. Be president of the United States and finish the job I started. I did not share classified information. I did not share it with, your ghost with my ghostwriter. I did not guarantee you did not. The what the well, no, they did not. So, the special counsel said he did. Joe Biden says the special counsel did not say that. We have the report. Spoiler, the special counsel said he did. Meanwhile, we have a problem with the fact he can't conduct a room. Now, even for as bad as the press gaggles were with President Trump, and they were bad. Oh, boy, were they bad. Well, they were filled with animus, too. Right. Especially after COVID. Sure, and and, and before that. Well, well yeah, Before yeah, that, right. Jim Acosta is terrible and an enemy of the people. Well, and, and President Trump probably didn't help much with that. You're a nasty, rude person. Get him out of the room. NBC should be ashamed to have you working for them. He said that to um, Peter, not Jim. CNN should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, um, Calls so, it like he sees it. So here's the thing. <laughs> right now, literally the only defense Joe Biden has is, ah, he's too incompetent to withstand trial. He, so he leaves the podium. Then he gets called back by a question. Oh. Actually, someone's asking him a question. Here's the thing: if I'm ever, if I'm ever the point person for a president of the United States, I believe you could be. You, just, just, just don't allow me to do that. First of all, um, there's a shepherd took in your like <laughs> telescopic shepherd. A shepherd took. took. Excuse me while I tase the president uh, if I'm running his campaign. Um, uh, that's a national security threat, right there. I think there. so. Um, here's the thing: when you're walking out of the room. Who cares who's yelling? Keep, Keep walking. walking. Someone literally, someone <laughs> just put a pudding pop in front of him, and 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 or or never mind, or or some or some child's head to sniff, just something to get him out of the room. He then doubles back, and 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 here's the here's the gap of the mm. night again. This is in the same evening, and in the same thirty minute block of time where he says his memory is great and he's doing a great job. The conduct of the response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip has been um, over the top. I think that, uh, as you know, initially the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. It would be a major thing to note that the president of Mexico 
is keeping a gate closed in Gaza. Because that would be incorrect. There is no President Sisi of Mexico. Let me There's ask a President Sisi of Egypt. Let me ask you, is he conflating two conversations where he spoke with the Mexican president at one point and told him that they were going to be opening the southern border? Conspiracy alert. It's possible. By the way, the name of the Mexican president is Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. Oh, yeah, Sisi. You like that? Totally. Like that, that was a good, good? good little now, tongue now, roll let me the see. Obrador. The Egyptian president is Abdel Fattah El Sisi. Yeah, Sisi. You got BB? You got Sisi? Can we find a DD in the room? Oh, real, real quick, another thing I want to mention. The Israel response in Gaza has been over the top. You want to run that by me one more again? Great movie, 1980s, Sylvester Stallone. Over the top. I mean, at this point, this isn't this isn't normal. By the way, uh, he also, if I can find it, um, there's also a moment here. Um, do you want to hear what the president had to say about his son Bo? We want to play that. It has a cuss word in it. Um, this is this it. is the president's words, not ours. We can we bleep don't it. encourage using foul language to prove a point. Or at um, all. Or, um, you know. And so. I will also note that the special counsel report said that there were times in the conversation that Joe Biden couldn't recollect when his son, Bo, the, the son whom he loved, uh, his, his, his son, Bo, who was the attorney general of Delaware, obviously very tragically passed from brain cancer. Yeah. Since then, Joe Biden has claimed that his son has died in combat multiple times, including and, most recently to those who lost their loved ones in a training exercise. Um, so here's the president explaining why. How dare, how dare they talk about my dead son? Of course I know when he died. And then he promptly forgets when he died. There's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away or passed away. So there's a couple things here. One could make the argument, as Mitch just did off camera, that he choked up and he kind of held his he hand up even, like I'm not going to talk about it. He couldn't even speak the name of the church, you know. And, and, and I'm not saying – I'll say it this way. If I were sitting in your chair as the comms director, that that's how I'd spin it. Well, that's how they're going to spin it. If anybody – Fired it. He couldn't even remember the name of the church. Listen, how dare you? You know, a man who is still grieving the loss and looks at what his son gave it. Yeah. So. Um, uh, then he grits his teeth and gets all angry. Gnarly. I, I don't even understand anymore what's going on. Again, I have a problem with whoever decided this was a good idea. This had to be a KJP thing. Remember a couple of days ago, at a campaign rally in Las Vegas, he told a story about a G7 summit that took place in England in 2021 that Emmanuel Macron attended. Emmanuel Macron is the president of France. Now, in that moment, Joe Biden said, quote, and I'm not going to do my Joe Biden impression, although I could, 
right after I was elected, I went to a G7 meeting in Southern England, and I sat down and said, America is back. They included an exclamation point here, but that's not how it sounded. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean France, looked at me and said, how long you back for? Now, that would matter, except Francois Mitterrand hasn't been the president of France in 29 years. Francois Mitterrand was the president of France from 1981 to 1995. And he died in 1996. So if Joe Biden was talking to Francois Mitterrand in 2021, someone better have a recording of that. Because Joe Biden can see dead people. Or he just has uh, Eleanor Roosevelt around. Or, I mean, was it Hillary Clinton? I mean, who was it? Who was it? Who knows? Um, He said before that Putin's losing the war in Iraq. And the whole thing. He's confusing world leaders... He's getting their names wrong. He has been from the beginning. We were told it was a stutter, and how dare you make fun of a stutter. This is not a stutter. So This is a brain stutter. So all this is considered, or, or by those licking their chops here, looking at all of this right now, would consider this opposition research to defeat the president from winning a second term. From which party? Yes. Because let me tell you something, and I'm going to be very honest with you, and I have no way of knowing this, and we have really got to move on to other topics. <laughs> there is no way you send this president out there after 8 p.m. to give a speech off the cuff and take questions and think it ends positively. This is step one. Their special counsel report was step one. This is step 1B or 2, depending on how you want to lay it out. Y'all. He he's not going to be, and if he's the nominee, I'm going to be shocked. Tell me this, riddle me this, Batman. Sure. Um, where only, does the 20th, 25th Amendment Johnson. have to be evoked? Is it in the House in or the is House. it in the Senate? It's in the House. So, so the who, House could invoke it. They have a so Schumer can't majority. do it because it's Senate. Well, um, actually, I don't know if it can originate. I don't know where it can it can originate from. Maybe you do, and if you do, email us, email at palmettofamily.org. By the time you email me, I'm probably going to know the answer. My, but, my concern is, is that this is the preparation for saying uh, the 20... Well, and I don't know that it's a concern. I, I just think it's an observation, because whether he's the president or not, if they remove him from office right now, it gets no better. They can't remove him now, because Kamala is the vice Chef president. Chef Sal... I mean, word salad they've, comes to they, town. They've and, shackled themselves to somebody who is not popular. And where is she, by the way? Where is she? Quietly waiting in the wings, maybe even prepping. For, Get a food taster. Um, so, but then she's got to appoint someone quickly. Well, Newsom quickly, easily. But then you take away Adam the governor Schiff. of California. Well, they need he's him running for Senate. Okay, but he's not going to beat Katie Porter or Barbara Lee. But so you put her in the vice presidency. Sure, you could allow her, or she could choose Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Emeritus. Possible. She I mean, could we're choose. now. She could choose to unity government keep Donald Trump no no uh, or keep it where there's no VP through the election. But then is she the is no. she the nominee? No, because that's a Gerald Ford situation. So do they keep the nominee in the other hand until so. the until the convention convention and do a, a delegate pledge from the floor, maybe like so. a shadow delegate pledge from the floor. So 
Hmm. Peter Ducey asked KJP about this yesterday. Uh, before? Before, this, before this happened. Oh, my goodness. Before this happened, he asked about the Mitterrand comment. This is the answer of somebody who doesn't care about their boss. This is the answer of somebody who does not care about the health and well-being of the president or the country. Take a look. How is President Biden ever going to convince the three-quarters of voters who are worried about his physical and mental health that he is okay, even though in Las Vegas he told a story about recently talking to a French president who died in 1996? I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole with you, what? sir. What is We're going to go. Hole? Go ahead. He said go he ahead. talked to Mitterrand. Go ahead. In you Ukraine. saw the president in Vegas, in California. You've seen the president in South Carolina. You saw him in Michigan. I'll just leave it there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Who cares if he's confusing world leaders and mentally unstable and mentally incompetent? You've seen him. You've seen him. You've seen him in these places. You know he exists. Yes. I also see the broom in the corner of my kitchen. I'm not going to trust it with the nuclear codes, but I see it. We got to move on to other stuff. Marijuana. Did I get your attention? <laughs> we talked a little bit about this. I had, to break through, I had to break through the silence to get to it. <laughs> Several um, weeks. So medical marijuana, medicinal use of marijuana is in the uh, Senate right now. And, and if you missed my conversation uh, with WVOC's uh, Gary David or earlier in the week on the radio here in Columbia. Uh, it'll be available. Uh, it should be in your email inbox, um, if not now, very shortly. Uh, go take a look at that and go take a listen. Uh, medicinal use of marijuana. We fought this two years ago, two sessions ago, 2021 or 2022. And uh, it Both. passed in the Senate and went over to the House. And I'm quoting a senator. Uh, dirty trick. Stopped it. Um, some call it a dirty trick. Some call it pointing out constitutional uh, order. Whichever. Um, yeah, so pesky constitution. Not pesky constitution getting in the way of everything. Um, they've taken out that revenue generation model in the current piece of legislation. And replaced it with the word fees. Senate Bill 423. Senate Bill 423 is what we're talking about, the Compassionate Care Act. And yes. I, this, is what I, this is what I said to Gary, and I think it bears repeating. Yeah. If you can read a piece of legislation and agree with every single part of it, I can respect you. I might not agree with you, True. but I can respect you. Sure. I cannot, and again, I'm going to play the, I, I usually don't like this brand of an argument, but mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. The medicinal marijuana infrastructure, seed to sale, the whole thing that is in this legislation. By the way, you have that legislation in your email inbox because we've emailed it to you. It's supported by the general fund. Where do they get the money from the for the general fund? Where does the general fund money come from, Mitchell? Does that come from does that come from like the it comes from your pocket. So let me just let me Tax just be very dollars. let me just be very frank with you. You're under this legislation. Your tax dollars will fund medicinal use of marijuana, not via pill, Vape. possibly via topical ointment, mostly through vaping because that's how uh, every every medicine every medicine. You vape them all? Like when my wife takes her prenatal vitamin, she, she vapes, vapes it. 
Well, you, she could put them in, in edibles as well. She could. Your tax dollars, South Carolinians, your tax dollars. Your tax dollars aren't going to be used to fix that pothole outside of your street. They're going to pay it'll for fund, somebody's weed. It'll fund to pay weed. And and there are those that will benefit from this. I've heard it all. Um, we've heard both sides of the argument. And I, I will say this. The way the Senate has conducted itself thus far during this issue from all points of view has been admirable. It, it has been collegial, even though we disagree with the pro Medicinal use of marijuana side, I must say that they've conducted themselves well. We're about to see a clip of someone who apparently has not. Right. However, uh, in another in a far distant state. However, this bill is substantively different than the bill that was pa- passed by the Senate two years ago. Correct. And S one fifty, the Compassionate Care Act of uh, twenty one and twenty two. Many senators believed that it was it was a re-upping. It was it was just that all over again. Senator Greg Hembry of Horry County pointed out that he found at least forty-one small, medium, and large substantive differences in the bill. Forty-one of them. Whether are you w- aware? Are you aware? Are you aware of Senate Bill four twenty-three being heard in a subcommittee? It was not. Was it heard in a full committee? It was not. Uh, it was. It was heard, but it was polled. In other words, they voted and moved it to the floor. It was moved It was moved on for special order twice. It failed the first time. It passed the second time because people Their said... reasons. They, they said they wanted to give a senator who has spent a, over a decade fighting for this issue his chance to be heard on the issue. And let me just say, and this might upset a lot of people, but I will just say it is admirable the tenacity and passion with which Senator Davis has attacked this issue. Yes. I think anyone who gives themselves to an issue this deeply, it's commendable in the passion that you give it. However, and I will quote the senator from, as as the Senate president said yesterday, the senator from Ori, um, as the senator from Ori County said, we don't pass legislation just because someone's passionate about it. Correct. That's not why we do this. Now, it's still in the Senate. They adjourned yesterday in with, the midst of debate with with the senator from Buford holding holding the floor. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm back to my Senate lingo. It took me a while, but I'm back in the flow. Um, so we're gonna pick that up on Tuesday at noon ish. For those of for those of you out there who have wondered <laughs> where Palmetto fan, family stands on this issue, let me be very succinct. It'll take me about. Well, a, let me let me lift the rock up real quick it'll, so it'll, you can see. It'll, it'll take about a minute. We are, as it is written in its current form, against the proliferation of medicinal use of marijuana in the state of South Carolina. As we've said, if it can be if it can be approved by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, if it can be issued or prescribed by a doctor, licensed doctor, yes, not Doctor Four Twenty or Doctor Gas and Grass or whatever. Yeah. And if it is issued by a licensed pharmacist, a licensed pharmacist, then we are not opposed. However, none of those three things are in this bill. It is not going to be approved by the FDA under this bill. And I've heard, uh, you know, an argument why the state has a, a interest in doing what it needs to do. It will not be issued by doctors. As we know it, it 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 won't. 
And the other issue, and if those doctors are licensed doctors, if they do hold a license to be a medical doctor, how mu- the money exchange here is just absurd. And then the other issue is that it cannot be issued by a regular pharmacy as we know it. And I shudder to name names because I'll leave off your favorite. You, you can't go to your local pharmacy in your small town and say, I want it. It has to be issued by a dispensary. And there are various ways that that can be done, including, as Justin said just a moment ago, seed to sale, which is extremely dangerous. Extremely dangerous. All this, S-423 and its predecessor, S-150, and every iteration of the Medicinal Use or Compassionate Care Act for the last decade have aimed at setting up the marijuana industrial complex and it sets the groundwork for flipping a switch at a date to be desired to turn on recreational use of marijuana. And for those of you out there saying, well, it's already happening, but recreational is already happening. Yes, but it's illegal. And and I'm not, please don't think, I, I'm just picking something that's right off the top of my head. Murder is illegal. It's still happening. But it's illegal. You can just go to the you can just go to the drug thing, meth. meth. Meth use. It's illegal. It's still happening. Ask Walter White. But it's illegal. Yeah. And yeah. people are prosecuted for it. Correct. Inclu- Correct. We stand strongly against this bill. Correct. For those of you on both sides of the argument. And we have leaf blowers right outside wow. of our window. I don't wow. know if you can hear that, but we're gonna that do our is best. Loud. To soldier on through. Wow. Uh, if you hear that, my apologies to you. I'm about to bang on the window. Um, there and 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 let me just dispel of this before we go to the uh, Arizona Senate, because we go from the frying pan to the literal fire. <laughs> um, there is no such thing as a conservative marijuana bill. I'm just gonna just gonna put that out there. That's, that there are going to be people who say, well, well, we're going to make this the most conservative it can be. There's no such thing as a conservative marijuana bill. There might be a more Republican marijuana bill, but there's no such thing as a conservative marijuana bill because conservatism is not defined by as little drug use as possible. It's defined by your by your way and your goal to conserve society as it has been. You don't get a conservative marijuana bill. We'll see what happens. That's next week inside the South Carolina Senate. We'll see where that goes. A couple more stories for you today. I want to play this clip from Arizona. Arizona Senate floor. It's Uh, hot in Arizona. It's hot in Arizona. Don't worry, it's a dry heat. Probably say the same thing about hell. Speaking, Interestingly speaking enough, of, this Arizona senator, you know, if you don't watch the South Carolina Senate, you can. SCStatehouse.gov. You can click and you can watch and or listen to the session. Thanks to our friends at ETV. If you do, you will often see senators take the well and recognize a group of, people, group of people, group of people or person, yeah. uh, grand jury or such like papers, whatever You'll, they'll recognize a group that's there. Well, that's in every state. And in Arizona, a certain senator decided to recognize a group that was in the state house that day. Oh, Take fine. a look. 
Members, uh, I would like to introduce a group of Arizonans, uh, some from my district, but they have membership all across the state. They are here today to confront the arbitrary, tyrannical authority of religious persecution that's scheduled for government committee later on today. Uh, today, uh, members, uh, I want to introduce you to members. We, we are graced with the presence of ministers and members of the Satanic Temple of Arizona. Please stand today. Uh, they're at the Capitol today to fight for the rights of their more than 12,000 members of their de denomination and the rights of free speech and free exercise of all Arizonans. Uh, the temple practices non-theistic Satanism, divorced from superstition, without any belief in gods or devils. They practice the religious, uh, they practice the, re the religious values of compassion, justice, bodily autonomy, free speech, science, humility, and noble action. As an organized religion, they, they actively do outreach and community service and participate in public affairs where their issues might benefit, where the issues might benefit from their rational satanic insights. The mission of the Satanic Temple is to encourage belovedness and empathy among all people. They embrace practical common sense and justice. They are guided by their conscience to undertake noble pursuits that fulfill their religious values, again, particularly of compassion and free speech. Members, I, I welcome them to the floor today, uh, and we'll hear from them later on to the government committee. Thank you. Um. These Reddit atheists, that's what they are. These Reddit atheists like to say, we're Satanists, but that's because we don't believe in any devil or any god. We're Satanists. We just believe in ourselves, Boy, man. He's, he's suckered them into that lie, hasn't he? And uh, that goes back to Genesis 3. Um, <laughs> hate, to, hate to break Sadly, it to you. yes. Hate to break it to you. Uh, they, they, they don't practice any religion. Well, religion is a distinct moral virtue whose purpose is to render God the worship due him as the source of all being and the giver of all good things. It's like the definition of religion. You are not doing that. Therefore, you are not a religion. However, you are worshiping Satan because that's what you're doing. You're worshiping Satan. Oh, we have we have compassion and 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 free thinking and and we do. do, do, do but, uh, uh. No one no one should be inviting the Satanic Temple or the Satanists to a state house and recognizing them on the floor of a government proceeding. Now you say, Justin, that's awfully Christo fascist of you and Christian nationalist of you. Yep, yep, it is. It own it. Oh, it certainly is. And the fact that we are openly doing that shows, I believe, how far we have come negatively as a society that we venerate the very things that basic Western cultural values uh, we welcome those things that Western cultural values dissuade us from. You know, a lot of people view Satan as the horn guy with the tail and the pitchfork. He's certainly not that. Satan is an angel of light. He disguises himself as an angel of light. Um, you, we, we can go through the whole story of rebellion against God, and he and his angels are, 
are flung down from from heaven and and forced uh, onto the earth and uh, we don't know exactly when that happens, uh, but we do know that Satan does have access to the throne of God right now, um, based based on the Job. book of Job. Uh, we see that um, the fact that we would so so lightly play with the idea of Satan. It's disturbing, and and that goes for the Christian too. The Christian, you know, oftentimes we say, "Oh, well, the devil made me do ha, it." Ha, or, ha, yeah, Flip or, Wilson. There's so yeah. much temptation, and it's like I I don't I don't think we truly understand the very evil that we are faced with. We don't we don't war against flesh and blood. We war against principalities and powers and heavenly places. We that's where the battle is. And mm-hmm. so when we make light of these things and we make light of this being um, that is prowling around the earth like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, because the thief comes to uh, to steal, to kill, and to ultimately destroy everything. Like, Satan's goal is to destroy things. If you haven't seen the movie Nefarious, I would encourage you to. Uh, Nefarious, great movie based on a book. But it's very much like the screw tape letters. And and I would encourage you to watch it because I think all too often we lightly take the idea of Satan and we play with it. And it and it's not good for anybody. Uh final thing today, nothing to do with Satan here, jokes aside. Um, the Supreme Court heard yesterday a rare Thursday oral argument. Um Trump v. Anderson. Now this uh is a is a challenge uh, to appear on the Colorado ballot. Um, I don't believe the justices want to weigh in on this. I I would agree. Uh, Michael Knowles tells an interesting story about uh, a couple times he actually got to meet Antonin Scalia, and at one point uh, during a during a talk, people kept asking about the Florida uh, the the two thousand election ruling, and 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 he said, "Can everyone just stop talking about that? You act like we wanted to be involved." Yeah. The court doesn't want to be involved in these things. The court, I think for the most part, understands their role better than any other body within the United States government. Most of them. Uh, Most of them. And I think that the court doesn't want to be involved in this. However, uh, the ramifications are are significant. Um, The justices' questions suggested they may support putting Trump back on the ballot. They expressed criticism of Colorado's arguments. Chief Justice John Roberts said the arguments are at war with the thrust of the 14th Amendment. And liberal justice, Elena Kagan, questioned the implications of a single state banning a candidate in a presidential election. Again, Colorado removed President Trump from the ballot because of an insurrection. However, correct me, He's never been charged with insurrection. Correct. I could make the joke about what he's been charged with inciting based on some senator's missteps, but I won't do that. So the high court's decision could have major ramifications. There are other states, including our own, that have significant, uh, that have challenges to Trump appearing on the ballot. Meanwhile, Donald Trump won Nevada last night. Uh, yeah, that. by the way, there were only two people on the ballot or the that were given the option to be voted for, apparently. Um, Donald Trump and Ryan Binkley, according to the AP. How'd Binkley do? I uh, got 536 votes. Not bad. Pretty good. Not bad. Uh, good name ID. So Trump won with, what, 97? 99.1% of the vote. So Donald Trump wins with 99.1% of the vote in the Nevada caucus. Meanwhile, the Nevada primary, Nikki Haley finishes second to literally no one. Somebody sang a song about um, a landslide or... Mm. 
Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. I love a good... You know what? One of these shows here soon, we're just going to work in Fleetwood Mac song titles because there are more that you know than you think you do. Um, Truth. So this court challenge, um, from what I sense, this needs to be an 8-1. It really needs to be a 9-0 vote. Right? It it needs to be a 9-0 ruling, I should say. There, there is no reason why Donald Trump should be with withheld from any ballot, um, and that's not just because, you know, I'm going to vote for him or whatever, because I don't think that's really anyone's business. But what I do know is that removing him from the ballot for a charge that hasn't even been filed, let alone a conviction that isn't going to come, has its problems. We already know what's happening with the Fonnie Willis situation in Atlanta. Uh, Jack Smith's having his own problems. And yet, we have, to circle all the way back to the beginning of the show, we have a president who will not be facing charges simply because he's an elderly old man who's sympathetic and has a bad memory. But we are going to do everything we can within our power to stop the former president and leader of the opposition from being the president. The reason I'm saying leader of the opposition because final thing here, I'm springing this on Mitch. I believe it's high time for Americans to drop the Democrat and Republican monikers. Uh, to be fair, most other countries in Europe don't, and I'm not saying we should model ourselves after Europe. We fought a whole war about that. But I do believe it might be time for us to maybe turn those labels to conservative and liberal. Um, not so much Republican and Democrat. And... When I say leader of the opposition, I don't mean that Trump's like Darth Vader or he's the party or, that's not or in leader of the Sith. He's the party that's not in charge, and we see it in Canada with Pierre uh, Pierre Polvier. Um, whenever he's recognized in the House of Commons in Canada, he's regarded as the leader of the opposition. His honor, and then the honorable prime minister and the honorable leader of the opposition. I. I just feel like it might be best for us to start looking at things through that lens. And maybe not so much Republican and Democrat, because that's where you can fall into some holes and into some traps you don't want to. Thursday was a big news day. Yeah. A very big news day. And I think next week's going to have even more news to it. Uh, Valentine's Day is Wednesday. So maybe take care of that, gentlemen. Um, Got a lot going on. A lot going on next week. Inside the South Carolina State House, not only will the debate continue on medical marijuana, medicinal use of marijuana in the Senate on Tuesday, but on Wednesday, February 14th, the Help Not Harm bill will be heard in a Senate Medical Affairs subcommittee. Uh, you have an email about that in your inbox if you're subscribed to our email newsletter. We want you there. If you're not, Justin, tell them where they can go. Sure, palmettofamily.org. Scroll down to the bottom of the page, and you can sign up for our email newsletter there. We want you there at 9 a.m., uh, in the the, Gresset, the Senate Gresset building is where the hearing will be. We want you there. We The senators need to hear from you on this issue um, because, again, winning in the House is one thing. Winning in the Senate is another, and getting this through the Senate so it can be ratified by the House and get to the governor's desk so he can sign it um, is, is a process, and it takes time, as it should, yeah, but you need to be a part of the process, and we want you to be a part of the process. So join us then. Also, on Monday, looking forward to having Jake Crane of Crane & Company over at the Daily Wire back with us. Uh, South Carolina does have an NIL bill, um, a name, image, and likeness bill 
inside the state house, and so that's for college. Um, that's for college athletes to be able to cash in on their name and their image and their likeness, and this would give control of NIL to the universities and the colleges instead of third-party entities. And basically, what would happen is it would appear that the universities would absorb these uh, current ones, like um, Garnet Trust and others. So we're gonna have Jake on to talk about that. Uh, we're going to have him on to talk about Super Bowl that happened the night before. Uh, maybe even get into some, um, you know, other things. Fiddle around. See what comes from the sports discussion. And, w- again, later on in the week, there's going to be a lot of political news coming out, a lot of legislative news that you're going to want to be made aware of. So, we thank you for watching this show. If you want to learn more about Palmetto Family, as we mentioned before, palmettofamily.org. Follow us on social media. That's Facebook. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. Uh, the gram, as the kids call it these days, the youths. Uh, make sure you follow us there. They're if also calling it X, but he still says Twitter. So Social media X, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> and then if you <laughs> you threw off my rhythm. I know. And if you're listening on podcast version, make sure to give us a five-star rating and review. Share it with your friends and family. That way we keep cropping up on that, on that search list. Anyway, I want someone to type in the letter P, and we're the first one that comes up. That's the goal. Um, and then if you're watching on Facebook, like this video, share it with your friends and family, let them know what's going on. If you're watching on YouTube, click that subscribe button because it's free and we don't charge you to do that. And it just helps us out. We appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend. After all this that happened on Thursday, maybe go outside, touch some grass and, uh, enjoy. It's going to be a beautiful weekend, uh, here in the Palmetto state. So make sure to get out and enjoy that as we get ready for one final doldrum of winter probably in a couple of weeks. So Ooh. make sure you make sure you get out and, and enjoy the good weather while you got it, at least for a little while. We'll see you back here on Monday. We'll talk to you on Monday. For Mitch Prosser, I am Justin Hall. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Mm-hmm.